Hey, we are so thankful that you're taking the time to tune into Grumwatt Church's podcast. It's our hope that this is an encouragement to you as you draw closer to Jesus. If you'd like to find out more about all things Grumwatt or for more info on our in-person gatherings, you can check us out at grumwatt.com. Now lean in. We're expectant for how God is going to use this time to speak to you today. Grandma, we're so excited that you joined us this morning. We are in part four of our series, Different. In this series, we're laying out the values we espouse here at Grumlaw. It's really what makes us us. It's what makes us different. It's the why behind what we do. These are the unique convictions that God has given to us, to this faith community. And we have seven of them and they are belong before you believe. We uphold biblical truth contagious joy, live generously, we expect God to move, assume the best, and obedience is the win. In case you've missed the first three weeks, we always invite you to go back to grandma.com slash messages and catch yourself up. But I'm gonna give you a quick recap so you're not too far behind. Uh, Our first value is belong before you believe. You can be a part of this faith community before you believe everything that we believe. You can belong here and we really mean that. Your heavenly father invites you to come as you are before you have this whole faith thing figured out. If you've ever read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, those are the four biographical accounts of Jesus's life. You will see that Jesus invited people to simply follow him. They didn't have to have everything all together. They didn't have to have their life perfect. He just said, come follow me. And he extends that same invitation to you today. He says, hey, you know what? Just keep showing up at grandma. Just keep watching online. Perhaps walk through the doors of our church and come to our live services. Take out your Bible and just start reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Read it for yourself. Don't take my word for it or Shay's word for it. Begin to read it for yourself. Perhaps join a group, jump on a team. Just keep taking steps towards Jesus. Grumlaw and Grumlaw is a safe place for you to do that and you are welcome here. We uphold biblical truth. We're a faith community that believes that this right here, this is God's infallible, inerrant, inspired word. And those are just fancy words to say that we mean that we believe everything that is in here. We understand that God gave this word through the Holy Spirit to men. They recorded it for us and it is truth. We don't pick and choose what we wanna believe. We don't allow culture to define what's right and wrong. We don't obey only that which is convenient for us. We believe all of it because you can't separate the word of God from the person of Jesus. And then last week we talked about contagious joy. You see, following Jesus is not about following rules. When you understand who Jesus is and what he has done for you, it changes everything. Following Jesus isn't boring. It's not something we have to do. When we begin to wrap our minds around the depth of his love for us and the incredible lengths that God went not to pay us back, but to win us back, the natural response is a life that is overflowing with joy. And so today we're going to look at the value live generously. And this is what we say here at Grumlaw. We never look more like Jesus than when we're being generous with our time, talents, and treasure. In a world that screams, keep everything for yourself, Jesus teaches the complete opposite. He says to give it up. 
So we will strive to be a community that is known first and foremost by our generosity. We want to be a church that is known by generosity. We wanna operate in such a way that if our doors were to close tomorrow, that the community would notice. We would hope that Grand Blank Academy would wonder where in the world will we get new books for our classrooms when we need more? That they would wonder like, where, who would we call for more uniforms for our students when they grow two inches in a couple of months or when their knees become worn? We would hope that Love Inc. would say, I just don't even know where we're gonna get Christmas gifts this year for our families in need or where we'll get gas and, and grocery cards that we give out to our single moms. We wanna have such an impact on this community that if Grumlaw ceased to exist, they would miss us. And why is this? So we can look good, so people can praise the name of Grumlaw? Not at all. It's because we genuinely believe that we never look more like Jesus than when we're being generous. We believe that if we pour out God's generosity upon our neighbors, that they can't help but sit up and take notice. That they would, they would wonder, I just, I just don't understand these Grumlaw people. Why are they so kind? Why are they so giving? Why do they always look for ways to say yes to fill our needs? And then it's with those questions that we'll be able to point them to Jesus. That we'll be able to begin to have conversations and say, oh my gosh, let me tell you why I live so generously. It's because I serve this God who is so generously given to me. And hey, like, do you wanna come watch online with me? Or do you wanna come sit next to me and hear more about this God? We live in a world, let's be honest, that screams, keep it all for ourselves, Take time for yourself, look out for numero uno, make sure to practice self-love and self-care and be good to yourself. It's all about self, it's all inward focus. And if we're honest, and, and you know, you know this from your own experience, living like that just leaves us empty and more lonely and wanting more. But God is inviting us to something different. He is inviting us to live out that more that we really want. So for the rest of the time, I wanna show you the generosity of God, the way of your heavenly father, the one who modeled generosity for us, the one who withheld nothing from you, the one who gave it all. Then I'm gonna give us practical ways how we can live out this generosity. I wanna turn first to a verse in the book of Ephesians. Ephesians was written by Paul, who was a church planner, and it was a letter to the people in the church of Ephesus. I'm gonna start in a chapter one. And so the significance of that is what Paul is saying, hey, before I tell you what I wanna tell you in this letter, I want to remind you of something. And this is what Paul wants to remind them of. He said, he being God is so rich in kindness and grace. And this word grace is simply unmerited undeserved favor. Like God doesn't owe us anything, but because he loves us, he gives us good things. He is rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and he forgave our sins. Now, before I start any message, I always pray uh, 
through two verses. And the first two verses, or the first verse is this, uh, Jeremiah 33, three, it says, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you don't know. I know that in and of myself, I have no wisdom that I could share with you that would have any lasting impact. I know that I need God to give me his wisdom. So I pray, God, please show me things I don't know. Tell me what I don't understand. And then I also pray Isaiah 50, verse four, it says, the sovereign Lord has given his words of wisdom so that I know how to comfort the weary. I know that life is hard. And man, I am the first person on that struggle bus. And so I know that I cannot give you any words that would comfort you, any words that would, would make your life better without Jesus. So I say, God, open up my ears, open up my understanding to your will. But as it was, as I was beginning to prepare for this message, I couldn't remember where this verse was. And so I do what I do when I can't find a verse, Google. This is the best way to look up verses. And so I looked it up and I'm like, oh yeah, I knew it was Isaiah in Isaiah 50 something. But I just happened because I opened up my Bible to find it. I read a little further and I wanna read for you um, Isaiah 50, there, this starts with four, this, but I wanna read verse five and six. It says, the sovereign Lord has spoken to me and I have listened. I have not rebelled or turned away. I offered my back to those who beat me and my cheeks to those who pulled out my beard. I did not hide my face from mockery and spitting. And I thought, who does that sound like? Sounds like Jesus. So then if we go back to the Ephesians verse that said he is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. When I read that verse, I think he purchased our freedom with his back, which they beat, and with his cheeks, which they pulled his beard out of with his face covered in spit and a spirit that they mocked. And then I thought of John 3:16, for God, for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. And I think, I know we have heard this verse, like my kids, you know, when they hear this verse, probably kind of like, yeah, mom, we've heard this before, right? Like that's sometimes how we can approach this. I mean, we've heard it 900,000 times. We've seen it on billboards. We've seen it on, you know, scripture written on the black, things that football players put underneath their eyes, John 3, 16. But do we actually stop to think what it cost the Father to give us his son? Um, I was studying the other day, and I took a book, an old book off the shelf um, that I hadn't opened in a very long time. And I know it's going to come up on the screen, but I had to show you the real picture too. This picture came up. This is my Bobby. He's probably gonna hate that I said that. This is my son, Jack. He's now 17. Uh, this is probably preschool. He's four years old here. And I'm looking at this and I'm like, look, look, look at those chiclet teeth and those chubby fingers. Mm, this picture gives me all the mama feels. Mm, I just love it. But I have to tell you this, huh, looking at this and thinking back to the scripture. There are people who will be watching this and I'm sure my mom will be the first one to tune in to watch, who I love a lot. And I'd give a lot for. 
there are a lot of you who will be watching who I love. We have a great relationship. And if you need my car, you're like, sure. If you need money, okay, how much? You need me to hold your baby? Yes, please. But give you my son? I just can't. I just don't love you that much. But our God does. And that's how generous he is. Generous is who God is. And it's because of what God has done for us that we live generously. Church, generosity isn't something we do. It's who we choose to become. And generosity flows out of a heart that trusts the Father who withheld nothing from us, not even his own son. So that's why, why Grumlaw chooses to be generous because we are indebted to the one who withheld nothing from us, the one who freely gave his son, to the one who purchased our freedom, our redemption with the blood of his son. We have been set free by radical generosity and the only natural response to that is to live radically generous lives. We never look more like Jesus than when we're being generous. So how do we live this out practically? How do we become generous people? Well, we do this by living out our generosity value. It says we never look more like Jesus than when we're being generous with our time, our talents, and our treasure. The world says keep it for ourselves, but Jesus says give it up. And so that's what we do. We give it up. We give up our time, our talents, our treasures. We use them to serve the local church and our community. So we're going to break this down and make it super simple for you this morning. But simple doesn't mean easy, but we're going to make it simple. Our time. Grumlaw people put our yes on the table. But you know what the reality is to saying yes? If you say yes to something, you have to say no to something else. And that no that we have to say is usually to ourselves. So when our community has a need, so many times, you know, we see, oh, it's summer serve signups, you know, sign up to go work in this uh, mission or sign up to go over here. And naturally what we do is try to figure out what we have on our calendar so we can get out of it, but not Grumlaw people. Grumlaw people put their yes on the table and they say no to themselves. So when Franklin Avenue Mission needs their grounds picked up or their deck stained or a baby clothing closet cleaned out, Grumlaw people say, yep, I'm in. Sign me up. Um, you know, every morning our Grand Blank campus crew starts at 6.30 a.m. That means that they get up really early and every Sunday morning they say no. To sleeping in. And actually their no probably begins even a little earlier than Sunday morning. They say no on Saturday night to things that would be really fun because they know they have to get up super early the next morning. But their yes to setting up means that week in and week out, the littlest of littles to the adults sitting in service get to hear about Jesus. Each and every Sunday, we have people who say yes to rocking babies, yes to chasing toddlers, yes to teaching kindergarten children, yes to playing with fourth and fifth graders, and, not, and no to going into the adult service so that little kids can hear that Jesus wants to be their forever friend. 
The reason you're listening online today or sitting in the seat watching is because Shay and Andrea Prisk said yes to starting Grumlaw. And I don't think that any of us know how much time they have invested in this church or how many no's they've had to say to themselves for Grumlaw to be a reality. But just personally for me, their yes has given me friends that have become my family. And they've given my children a place to grow in their faith. In fact, the other day, I was sitting in my kids' room, and um, they had gone to youth group on Sunday. So I was just asking them, uh, my son and my daughter, how youth group was. And my son, who's 17, the same one I showed you that cute little picture of, he says, Mom, I never got to tell you what happened at church camp. And he was talking about the summer camp that they, uh, Grandma students, had gone on this summer. And he said, Mom, Jesus just flooded my heart there. And I think... Ryan Grant and all of the other youth leaders who said yes to spending a week with middle school and high school kids and no to being at home, helping their wives and their husbands with their little kids. That gave my 17-year-old son the opportunity to have Jesus flood his heart. More precious words from a 17-year-old have never been spoken. Grumlaw people put their yes on the table and lives are transformed for eternity because of it. All right, how do people, Grumlaw people become generous? They give their time and they also give their talent. Grumlaw people choose contribution over consumption. We live in a world that says keep it all for yourself, don't give it away, save it up, store it up, but Grumlaw people just don't live that way. They use their talents to contribute to what God is doing in our world. Every week, whether you're watching online and you see or whether you're with us live, you see our worship band up on stage and man, they are good. And you think, wow, they have such great talent. I, I, I wish I could sing like that. But what you don't see is all the hours that they spend honing their skill, all the hours of practice, all of the rehearsals. They could choose to do something else with their talent, but they choose to develop it and use it for the glory of God. We have people in our church who own landscaping companies who complete projects for us and ministries we support and they never expect to be repaid. We have dentists who give away their services to those who don't have means to pay for dental care. We have who I affectionately call the Mr. Garys who hang around every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, almost every day of the week. And they come into this church and they scrub toilets and they mop floors and they empty trashes. And let's be honest, they could be using their retirement years to hone their golfing skills, but instead they're leveraging their talent for the kingdom of God. We have men and women who use their gifts to teach our children Mac and our bear in our deer room, that's our preschool um, through fifth grade program and actually in fourth and fifth grade too. And we just had baptisms a few weeks back and one of the little boys who was baptized, we actually had a lot of kids baptized, which was incredible. And one of the little boys, when asked who his spiritual influencer was, who he wanted to baptize him, he didn't say his mom or his dad and we know his mom and dad are incredible, but he chose his small group leader. What an incredible incredible influence. When you use your gifts and talents, the ones that God has given you, you are living generously. All right, we live generously when we give up our time, 
our talent, and our treasure. And this one I want to explain. So treasure, Grumlaw people round up. We've never, you haven't heard us say that before. Um, it's because I had been listening uh, to a podcast back in January, which is incredible in and of itself, because many times, even this message you'll hear, and then you'll forget you know, hopefully you won't forget, but you forget what I said after I say it. And so to remember what this communicator said in January is incredible. But the reason why I remember this is because it was so easy, it was so practical, and it was so easy to put into practice right away. And it was a talk on generosity. And what he said was, generous people round up. And I haven't forgotten it. And I started to practice it right away. And here's, here's how easy it is. If you have a tip, you go to a restaurant, and your tip is $5.50, you round up to six. If your tithe is $82, you round up to 85. A lot of times when I'm going to a coffee shop and I see a tip jar, I will just scrounge around in my purse for all the dollar bills that I can find and I will shove them in there. I used to drink Diet Coke, that's a story for another day, um, but when I would do it, go through the drive-through at McDonald's, I would round up all of my change and grab it out of a cup holder and out of my purse and I would throw it in the Ronald McDonald charity box as I went through. And you may argue that if you begin to live this way, if you adopt this round up, that it's just something that you see. I mean, is it really gonna have an impact on the community around me? And for the most part, I agree with you that it, it, it doesn't do anything for other people with the exception if you were go to the same restaurant over and over again and you just happen to be a really generous tipper or with any of your places that you go that give you services, then you might be able to have a conversation. But what rounding up does for me is it trains my heart. It helps me hold my stuff a little looser. And then when God asks me to be generous in the big things, I've already trained myself in the little things and it's easier to say yes. You can have a huge impact by being generous with your treasure. So some of you listening today, I know you're not completely sold out on this whole Jesus thing and you might be skeptical, skeptical about church. You may be thinking, I knew it. Grumlaw is no different than any other church. All they want is my money. Churches are all the same. They just want something. You'd be half right in saying this because we do want something, but we don't want something from you. We want something for you. And this morning, we're actually going to give you a practical way that you can begin to practice living generously. We call this Sunday Owner Sunday. It's where we invite you to do more than just consume. We actually want you to contribute. And again, it's not because we want something from you. We want something for you. Because the longer that you just sit behind the screen and just watch church and ask what's in it for me, it's the longer you're going to miss out on what God has waiting for you on the other side of a step of obedience. Consumers ask what's in it for me. Contributors ask what role is God asking me to play in his church. And so a little while, in a little bit, we're going to give you an opportunity to be able to go from a tender to owner. But I want to close with this story. Jesus has this interaction with a man. And the only thing we know about this man is that he's rich, 
he's Jewish, and that he's a pretty good rule follower. And so he's heard about Jesus. He's either heard of Jesus, heard Jesus' words himself, or someone else has told him about him. And he sees Jesus, and he goes running to him. And he gets to Jesus, and he says, Master, what must I do to inherit eternal life? So this guy wants something from Jesus. He realizes that there's something more. He realizes that there's a different way to live. And he sees Jesus and knows this guy knows what it is. So I'm going to go ask him. And Jesus, the scripture says, looks at him with love. And he says, one thing you lack. Go and sell all of your possessions and then come follow me. Jesus is inviting this guy into a better life. And he's asking him, though, to take a step of obedience because Jesus knows that this guy's stuff is a competitor for his heart. And what I love about Jesus is that he knows, because most of you know the rest of this story, that the man walks away sad. It literally says that his face fell, like his whole countenance fell. And he turned away. He said, no thanks to Jesus because he had so much stuff and he just couldn't do it. But what I love about Jesus is that before Jesus even knew what he was going to say, he looked at him and he loved him. And that is how God feels about you. He loves you. So whether you say yes or no to his invitation to live differently, God loves you. But at Grumla, we don't want you to be like the man who walked away sad. We want you to be filled with that contagious joy that we talked about last week. We want you to know that you know that you know that you serve this God who withheld nothing from you so you can trust him with everything in your life. So will you say yes to God's invitation to live differently, to live generously, to stop hoarding for yourself and to freely give back to him using your time and your talents and your treasure. Jesus is inviting you to something better. Say yes.